Hi, welcome to this tree. I'm Joshua Citarella. Whoa, man, the power that this really, wow. This is what it, damn, this is what it feels like. Somebody take, can somebody take a screenshot of me, please? Anyway, guys, we're about to do the, yeah, what's up, Josh? Hi, I'm Josh. Um, thank you everyone for tuning in. This is going to be, oh wow, so more substantial shoulders. Thank you, actually true, actually true. Um, <laughs> you know, this is, Josh has just been feminized to the point of this is me now. <laughs> so, uh, gay frogs, let's talk about him. Alex Jones, turning the friggin' frogs gay. If you don't know, I got a song called My Agenda, and, uh, the whole end of the song is about the frogs getting turned gay um, by the water. It's easy to laugh at it, but we're actually going to explore how it's actually kind of real. And sometimes, you know, making fun of um, some of this stuff actually can be harmful. Sorry, I was uh, I was no, cosplaying no, no, no. as you. No, no, it won't feel right if I'm in the chair anymore. <laughs> we should okay, switch. Yeah, we got to switch back. It's too much power. Hold on, wait a second. It's too much response. It's gonna make me start podcasting uncontrollably. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's it's an occupation. Yeah, once you um, once you get in the chair, you just the takes naturally uh, come forth. They did say my shoulders were way more yeah. substantial than God, yours. Though. I know. I'm so I'm really like I'm feeling very self conscious. Okay, we passed the ball. Thank you for bringing it up. That makes that makes me feel really at ease. <laughs> intersex frogs. Yeah, exactly. Oh right, no, right. That's the yeah. is correct. They are intersex right. frogs. So this this is essentially. Uh, let me turn off the background music here. Someone says the sperm sperm count thing was always bunk. Says somebody, but we're gonna we're gonna. This I'm gonna is trust the, everything uh, Aaron is toxic Brockovich in, in Guardian. Yeah. But um, my, my feeling is that there is a level of this stuff that has Josh been swept under the rug as like conspiratorial nonsense that is actually uh, quite legitimate and people should be concerned about the unintended health effects of industrial production and factory runoff and yes, chemicals leaking into the water. I, I, I can't really tell, to be totally honest, if xenoestrogens is real. I'm just, I'm, I'm paranoid of all of them. And we've been forcing a lot on him tonight. Don't right, you? <laughs> right. Yes, that's why my shoulders have shrunk so much. Um, but, but so this this documentary that we're about to watch. If forgive me if you've given an introduction to it, but my understanding is that the the guy behind it is just like a YouTube content creator, and he went to investigate this thing. Um, I forget the name of it specifically, but there's a chemical that runs off that uh, causes like mutations in frogs and all sorts of things. Uh, uh, within that is them. The frogs becoming intersex. I think maybe some of them turn gay. I don't know exactly what happened. It's more about uh, the intersex thing, but it's about just endocrine disruption in general. Oh, yeah, that sounds exactly. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a long while since yeah. I saw this. But it just, also just to say, because like somebody's talking about like in the chat, someone's talking about like fear mongering and stuff like that. I think like the point of this and like why we're going into this is the fact that sometimes when there's a conservative conspiracy theory about something, especially if it has any tinge right, of right. anything that has to do with yeah. being like anti-gay or something like that, right? It just gets totally written off by the left in a way that could be detrimental to us, like maybe seeking right. the truth about environmental toxins and, and other things about our world, you know, because we're so like, well, no, this it sounds anti-gay. It oh, it's fear mongering about. Yeah. 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 You know, and then and so we don't even delve into it. All we want to do is like blindly be like, that doesn't align with our ideology. Let's just shove that to the side. That's totally, you know, um, it's hateful. It's hate speech, you know, whatever. And like even Alex Jones. Why are you against the, science? Yeah. 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 I mean. Why do you? Why it do you because it doesn't align with my, li with my liberal ideology. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I, I think this is really, um, it's really interesting to go into, especially because it is, uh. It's a very potent image in our in our culture, and, yeah. and and it's like it's really hitting right now. And um and I'm selling merch that I'm making money off of gay frogs, so we better be educating about these gay yeah, frogs. Yeah. Too. This is just, just to be explicitly clear, like this is made from a very uh, I haven't seen, I actually haven't seen this video by the way. I, I personally haven't seen it. I have not seen this one this one YouTube content creator's <laughs> investigation into literally the scientist who first made the claim. I don't I don't want to ruin it, but okay. it's actually there's uh, many. Many an interesting moment that happened here. Let's maybe crank it up to like 1.25. Yeah. Just I, as I do it personally, goes. I do a 1.5. Well, I don't know, but you know, I don't know the speed. I feel like with the amount, of, the amount of Red Bull, like, I know dude, we are going at 1.5. It's, 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 it's ADHD in my mind, yeah, but also yeah. we could we definitely do 
I think you should always closed do captions. closed captions, Kate. I usually do, but I'm not mm-hmm. used to having another person in the room. To with be me, like, do this. I've always brought people in via Zoom. Because, yeah. I mean, I got vaccinated, like, what, like two weeks ago? I, that was the other thing that happened, is that now I'm... That thing's really gay now, yeah. guys. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> that, was, that was what did it, yeah. <laughs> the shoulders were like... <laughs> it's deflated upon yeah. uh, vaccination. Okay, let's watch. Let's watch this video. <laughs> yeah, very excited for this. Can you hear? Yeah, I have some questions yeah. about atrazine, a pesticide. Atrazine. Yeah, atrazine. Let's go. Um, are they putting chemicals in the water to turn the frogs gay? Is this a prank call? <laughs> no. Hey, it's been a while. If you follow me on Twitter, you might know that a few months ago I tweeted a sneak peek of what I've been working on. That's right. Gay frogs. Why have I spent the last three months of my life researching gay frogs, you ask? Well, I love it when silly bullshit ends up being true. So was Alex Jones right about gay frogs? That's what we're going to investigate in this video here. Wake up. Wake up. Snap out of it. Snap out of it. You have been under cult brainwashing. <laughs> Come out of it. You've got to get moving. You've got to get aggressive. You, You've got to get mad. You You've got to get focused. You've got to get crazy. Might be, dude. You've got to get motivated. <laughs> we are under attack. The date was October 16, 2015. While ranting about a globalist takeover and leftist psyops, Alex Jones rapidly listed off ways in which he believes we are under chemical and biological attack. Everything they give us is to hurt us. You're taking notes. Scientists claim zapping brains with magnets can treat belief in God. Uh, Yeah, so can giving somebody a lobotomy. Let's all get lobotomies. Let's go. In parallel universe opened up, 100 sea floating city filmed in skies above China. That's mainstream news. Was videotaped. And it's clearly a giant 500 yard tall wide hologram. Now there it is, the gay Period. Oh, this is hitting. Yourself. I mean, this is what, no, no. Oh, this what do you is think? True. This, this is, is like this is true. Though. This, this is, is literally real. true, guys. Yeah. Like literally Google gay bomb. It's hitting. It's a real thing. We And we should be dropping it. The end. <laughs> no, there is. It's a gay bomb, baby. Not doing more. Just kidding. I'm just and I'm kidding, not saying guys. people didn't naturally have homosexual feelings. I'm not even getting into it, quite frankly. I mean, give me a break. You think I'm like shocked by it? So I'm up here bashing it because I don't like gay people. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water to turn the freaking frogs gay. Do you understand that? I'm sick of being social engineered. It's not funny. Something that struck me while watching the full broadcast was that although it's the quote that Alex Jones is most known for, he spends no more than 10 seconds on the topic of gay frogs. He just sort of peppers it into his rant and moves on without offering any sort of explanation. I guess that's why it's so memorable, because it's baffling how angry he gets, and it just seems to come out of nowhere. If I was going to be able to find out whether or not he's right about chemicals in the water turning frogs gay, then I needed more context. Luckily, he clarified his statement to Vine Sensation what? Logan Paul. Now, is this the, the gay... Oh, no, no, somebody, somebody sent me... I think Paradox sent me some type of clip of Alex Jones in, like, a full-on, like, frog cosplay. I don't know if I've ever play. seen that one. Me before. neither. I'd never seen it. I'd never seen it. Holy I'm very shit. interested in it. Frog that you were talking about. No, this is not the atrazine gay frogs. By the way, you pull up major universities, folks. And I don't think it's gay people. The point is, is that atrazine artificially demasculates men, it overfeminizes women, uh, and causes cancer. <laughs> and where is that found? Where's the, uh, at, at whatever you're saying? Atrazine, atrazine is basically all of our tap water. It's in everything. We're just inundated. So, so you don't believe me. Don't believe me. I was covering like 10 years ago, uh, a Berkeley study and then a South African study and a UT study going, wow, look, almost all the frogs don't now want females. They want to have sex with males who don't produce eggs so that frogs are dying. And I said, it's making the freaking frogs gay. So the chemical that Alex Jones was referring to is called atrazine. It's used mostly on cornfields to eradicate broadleaves. Atrazine gets into the drinking. Anybody have an atrazine plug? DM me. (laughs) Water through agricultural runoff. An estimated 33 million Americans have been exposed to atrazine through their taps, according to data from water systems nationwide. In 2003, it was banned whoa, in the whoa, European Union. Hold on, hold on. I was still thinking about my dumb it? joke. Oh, okay, it's an agricultural runoff. Okay, because okay. it'd be they use it. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You want to like, okay. I, I guess, but like, they have all this weird horm- hormonal shit that like fucking boosts the crops up. I, I don't exactly know, but but yeah, I do need to go. Buddy, like, two buddy snorts back. atrazine every day. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Going, wow, look, almost all the frogs don't now want females. They want to have sex with males who don't produce eggs so that frogs are dying. And I said, it's making the freaking frogs gay. So the chemical that Alex Jones was referring to is called atrazine. It's used mostly on cornfields to eradicate broadleaves. Atrazine gets into the drinking water. Corn! 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 Estimated 33 million Americans have been exposed to atrazine through their taps, according to data from water systems nationwide. In 2003, it was banned in the European Union. A wide range of studies have identified atrazine as a possible human carcinogen and an endocrine disruptor. In frogs, it's been associated with increased estrogen production, decreased fertility, gonadal deformities, altered sex ratios, complete sex reversal, and hermaphroditism. In 2002, a Berkeley endocrinologist named Dr. Tyrone Hay... Oh yeah, doc- this is the doctor. This is okay. the guy. Also, doctor. this yeah, picture yeah. is incredible. Can we wait? Wait. Can it's we kind of, just... it's, kind of, it's like bisexual. Lighting. I was gonna say, dude, I was gonna say this is a bisexual lighting moment. Yeah, like, yeah. what the hell? This is hitting as fuck. This is incredible. <laughs> That's wow. way too styling right what now. A like, this is portrait. going off. Yeah. This is <clears throat> okay. Wait. Uh, yeah, corn. No, but for real though, 
Dude, next time I come on the stream, corn, big to, corn. We have to yeah, go to yeah. big corn. Big corn, big corn. Soy is sentient. That's at the bottom. We of need to go many, to the, uh, yeah. Soy boy corn stream is is, right, is next, right. dude. Oh, thank you, thank you for the. Uh, yes, okay, let's find out about him. He's published a study in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences called "Hermaphroditic Demasculinized Frogs After Exposure to the Herbicide Atrazine at Low Ecologically Relevant Doses." Here's a clip I found of Dr. Tyrone Hayes explaining his work. Hayes is testing the effects of chemicals like atrazine, a common herbicide. We have a whole family of animals where we've <laughs> eliminated the female chromosome. Specimen 01. These animals that we know are genetic males have been exposed to atrazine for their entire life. And many of these genetic males now are turning into females. In you can what, see these what eggs that oh. look like they're in a sack. These are actually yolked eggs ready to be laid. Oh, What's happening oh. is you're skewing sex ratios. You can get genetic bottlenecking, which can cause crashes. Same. And quite frankly, if you're a genetic male, it'd be nice if you developed as a genetic male. And now we have a chemical very common in the environment. That's a farm. The earrings are hitting as fuck. That's the. <laughs> this Sorry, I had to stand up for this. The other thing about this video is that like you're gonna trust this. I had to because... <laughs> stand up for this one. Let's go. This is not like the Alex Jones listener. This is not like <gasps> some run of the mill like crackpot wackadoo. No, no, this no. Like, you know yeah. what? I, I, it actually here's here's the beautiful thing about it. This person's point is being made like ten times stronger because of the earrings. Yes, I mean, I love yes, it. We get this weird, we get this like signaling that's like, way. yeah, it's really helping. Effectively, sex reversing animals. So, does atrazine turn frogs gay? Honestly, there's not much evidence that it does. Look, here's the science. Listen, I'll be honest with you. Is fake? Wait, 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 wait. Gay? Wait, we need to clarify. Oh, gay? okay, because it's, it's not gay. But it's... In, in, or, you know, it's like a sex, it's a sexual, I don't know what you would call it. What's the, the actual the, term? What do you say? It? What the chromosomal, the genetic males are producing eggs. That's yeah, what yeah, they yeah. found okay. in the study. Going okay. in the notebook. So Alex Jones eggs. decided to describe it's turning the frogs gay, but that's not exactly accurate. It's turning the the... Genetic males into producing eggs. Yeah. That's okay. And, but wait, but then they can't actually get fertilized or they can? Can they? That's the question. Can somebody look it up? Can somebody Maybe they'll up? tell us in the documentary. Wait, also somebody says, thing. is that an, is, is Alex Jones wearing a NASA pride shirt? That's it. If so, <laughs> let's just say yes. Let's just say yes. It could be. It could okay, be. Okay, he's, a, yeah, he's yeah. equating gay with femboys. Okay, gay femme frogs. I've definitely seen all of these Joe Rogan episodes with Alex Jones. Dorian, did you like Oh My God Pizza in Bushwick? That's, did I did I eat that? I don't remember. That's it's a pizza place in in Bushwick. I don't we're think actually I ate at that. an undisclosed location. We're, we're six we're, feet below ground. I, I don't know. Six I was, stories below ground. Yeah, I was I was led here with a blindfold, a gay rainbow right. pride flag blindfold. <laughs> we're, losing, on. we're losing the narrative now. Whether I can or you <laughs> oh, kidnapped shit, me true. and held me to the <laughs> everybody everybody out yeah. here kidnapped. This is it's the, all the forced feminization yeah. that's happening here. <laughs> yes, yes. Um... <laughs> The earrings, though. We're still talking about the earrings. Um, can I? Can the we get a link to the earrings, earrings in the alive. chat? Yes, yeah. <laughs> That's hitting. Yeah. Although oh, he's reported is that going to get you reported? Guys. He's never published I, any research about gay frogs. The... Instead of gay frogs, his published research shows oh, that... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Taken off of, uh, wait. No, what did you say? Wait, what did you say? Well, it, didn't get, it didn't get the channel taken off of YouTube. So wait, who's channel? Gonna get us. Uh, whoever made this. What is the name of the comment? Oh, okay. Holy shit. What? 800,000 views. Yo, people are interested in it. Oki. Oki's weird stories. It is a weird story. It's a weird story. What does the headline say? Atrazine induces... Conflict. Atrazine induces complete Atrazine. feminization and chemical castration in Josh. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, 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 dude. In male African clawed frogs. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is one of the studies. When, when was this? Uh, what year? Oh, 2009. From Nine. Berkeley, no, 2010. 10. Was that video? Received that- for review August 20, 2009. Okay. Okay. Just like ratio is better than I thought. What's the ratio? Is it the, yeah, this is uh, oh, this is peer reviewed essentially now. Yeah, is, yeah. Yeah. Okay, shall we continue? Yeah, we should we shall. Doses of atrazine can cause feminization of male frogs. Feminization refers to hermaphroditism, intersex, full sex reversal, and eggs inside of testes. Tyrone Hayes is known for studying the endocrine disrupting effects of atrazine, oh, especially the feminizing picture. and chemically castrating Look how cute that pig He has is. published his peer reviewed research to top rated journals for decades now and is a well respected scientist and professor, so why not believe him? Well, that's because on Wikipedia, it says that no one has been able to replicate his work. <gasps> Additionally, it says uh, that the U.S. The Environmental counter, Protection Agency, yeah, yeah, as well as the Australian Pesticide... That's the... Okay, so I haven't seen this in like a year. Oh, but that's what no! makes this this specific like documentary, if you can even call it that. That's what makes it so interesting, is that like the the scientist is very credible, but um, they they really do take it from all of the different sides. Like, ...and Veterinary Medicines Authority reviewed his work and concluded that atrazine doesn't negatively impact amphibians. Well, Tyrone Hayes... Let hey, me oh, just say this, though. Let me a, just... Well, I, can't, I have no... This is coming out of nowhere. I have literally no nowhere, but I'm just going to put out conspiracy theory type shit. Hmm. That's very responsible. Who would have... Who would have... Okay, just, just going to pose a question. Who would have an economic interest in... That's, 
furthering the the like exactly. positive perception of the use of atrazine in agriculture. Hmm. Big corn doesn't have any lobbyists fighting for such a thing. I don't know. I'm being totally like okay. That's, pedal no, no, supply. That's exactly, that's pedal exactly, supply followed. Good exactly idea. That's exactly where uh, where the documentary goes next. Is okay, the I've never seen research this. research yeah. is from the opposition. Of course, it's from the producers of atrazine. Of course. So who can you believe? But also, can I get a sponsorship from the producers of atrazine? <laughs> Look, the atrazine sponsorship. Let's go. The chemicals and water that are turning the frogs gay, and this is a good thing. And I, I'm <laughs> receiving payment from them. Yeah, yeah to no, promote their product. <laughs> turning exactly. the frogs epic. More like it. All right, let's go. Uh, had research that showed that like. It feminizes frogs, so he was finding intersex frogs, and, um... Yeah, I was familiar with this research, actually, but it was never able to be verified, so I think that people are not really sure what exactly the element was to his experiments that were causing that, um, sex changeover. But, I mean, it's definitely interesting, and, 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 you know, people have... Numerous researchers have attempted to, you know, re-verify his results, but they have not been able to. Now, this seems strange to me. From what I knew Hmm. from my own research, there are plenty of studies showing that atrazine does, in fact, have adverse effects on amphibians. So is it possible that these two regulatory agencies wow. are not, not to find idea. merch? Thank you, thank you for the merch idea. Atrazine My agenda: shots. atrazine shots. When? Hmm. I think Just that was in the it. Johnson and Johnson. Oh shit! Hey! <laughs> now more, I contacted three scientists, all of whom were on the EPA scientific advisory panel. Yeah, have... but they ain't wearing earrings, though. Sorry. <laughs> the risk assessment of atrazine. Their names are Daniel Schlenk. I had a different guy call me up one day and said, "Dude, am I am I gonna turn into a girl?" Jason Moore. I just happened to focus in on atrazine. Atri- sorry, oh, I'm no. sorry, dude. Scientists, oh, no, no. Science, respected scientists say, dude, am I going to turn into a girl? <laughs> yes. Early in my career, because it regularly produced um, results that were different from uh, the traits of animals in my control treatments. And David Skelly. So, for your own field studies, you found hermaphroditic frogs in suburbia, right? Oh, yeah. In our meta-analysis, I believe that we did find um, support. It just wasn't always consistent. But that was also almost certainly a function of the fact that the uh, feminization results drew much, much more attention from Syngenta. Syngenta wasn't a fan of Tyrone. Tyrone wasn't a fan of Syngenta. And so Syngenta I- what is wait, the wait, company. Wait, 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 can we go back to that? Syngenta is the company down. that owns Atrazine. So we haven't actually been introduced to Syngenta, but I, I recognize this. It's a hazy memory because I saw it a year ago. Syngenta is the company that owns the the copyright or the patent okay. for atrazine. So I didn't need to slide into their DMs. <laughs> <laughs> get a, get the direct hookup. by Syngenta to come up with counter examples to Tyrone studies. There is there are data suggesting that atrazine may have effects on reproductive organs humans, and so um, frogs are not humans, but they are vertebrates. They have a lot of um, similar traits as humans. Not all, but there are some similar traits, and I think Syngenta was very worried that um, there might be concerns that humans might have offspring that either have both types of gonads, ovaries and testes, or that their uh, male offspring would have uh, female traits. And I think that's a scary thing for a lot of parents and unquestionably something that Syngenta would want to avoid. Do I think that Syngenta was concerned about the PR outfall? I, I cannot tell you, but I can tell you what they did. And what they did was, was they tried to really destroy his career, in my opinion. Um, Tyrone's career? Yeah, and I yeah, think yeah that Tyrone was totally affected the way he did science. It totally affected his lab. I mean, I don't think he took any graduate students after that. <gasps> oh, my God. afraid for what that would, you know, would do to their careers because they came out of his lab. I mean, it's very common for, uh, very common for industry to fight back on results that show something damaging. The year was 1997, and Tyrone Hayes was kind of a hotshot. After this developing a screening trip. test, dude, 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 wow, kidding. What a hero! Laser, wow. Dorn Electra X Syngenta, true hormonal disruption, his work caught the eyes of Syngenta, who contracted his laboratory through a financial conduit called EcoRisk to examine the endocrine disrupting effects of atrazine on amphibians. After running some experiments, Tyrone Hayes found that atrazine could disrupt the sexual development of frogs, starting at doses as low as 0.1 parts per billion. So at any rate, we did some studies where we just exposed frogs to ecological... Wait, wait, okay, so just to be, just to be totally yeah, clear, yeah. he was doing the experiments, and then the company that makes the stuff he was trying to learn about gave him funding to do the research. Oh, did they just say that? That's what they just said. Okay. And then, then he's going to find something negative, and they're going to cut his funding. Yeah, that's that's common, and, and, and that's happening every single fucking <laughs> that scientific. To me. <laughs> let's go. All right. I mean, somebody says let's make a Tyrone Selectuals account. That would be go, go, let's go. Yeah. Well, you have to do Tyrone Hayes Selectuals. Yeah, you have to, yeah, yeah. You yeah, got to send people to the actual know, Wikipedia yeah, page. The, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Get him graduate students again. Graduate. Absolutely. I mean, wait, that's actually. 
Look, but this is going on in every single fucking scientific, anything you read, anything you read is gone undergone this process just keep that in mind well, when people, when people are like when, when people same, are like that yeah. those stupid ass signs that are like i believe in science or what are those you know what I'm talking about well but the, i mean but i know what the, they mean the science all has the same the same same origin the, i mean there's a type of just, scientism yeah, yeah. which is like this blind exactly. trust in uh, a technocratic authority but the problem that today with the concentration of wealth in the past 40 years of upward drift of increasingly concentrated plutocratic core that runs international global finance i'm let's go back, backing off from let's the edge of that one but, no, but the issue off. is that um <laughs> Essentially, like academia is as someone who has thoroughly failed out of academia or been been pushed out of academia, that um, there is all all the funding is like only for the reputational recuperation of the billionaire class. That if you were to find something, which is about to happen to Tyrone Hayes, if you find something that runs counter to your funding structure, they're going to pull it out from under you. So if you were to experiment on atrazine and you find that it is causing these, you know, uh, undesirable effects to frogs or what have you, uh, and you say like, yeah, this is really bad. This is like not, this is not healthy and it shouldn't be exposed. Uh, the public shouldn't be exposed to this. That is going to cause your funding to be, to be pulled. And that's essentially like the world that we live in. Like all of this is downstream of the constant concentration of yeah. wealth accumulated at the very top, which holds the purse strings for like all, all of society's experts, right? Yeah. This is, um, hegemony is, is a real thing. Manufactured consent is a real thing. And um, unfortunately, as we've seen with so much of the, this is maybe a dicey area for, for Twitch, I'm not sure about the TOS, but uh, as Thomas Frank published in The Guardian recently, like, if this lab leak hypothesis is proven true, not saying that it's true, but if it is proven true, this is really the nail in the coffin for scientific expert consensus which has been guiding the development of global society thus far but this has always been going on with science it ain't never been well, not it, funded by elites and shit yes so but, but it was or worse. you were, or you were galileo worse. getting fucking the, persecuted yeah. by the church you know what i mean like it, it's always been you know and it's like yeah so it's not like a really i don't think it's like a new thing necessarily but uh it's not it's not but new, it may, maybe it's getting worse but it's i don't i don't th- know though well one one would expect that like as as capital creates institutions for its own legitimization that there would be like part of the deal is that uh, the the billionaire class pays you to actually tell them no from time to time, and that like this institution should be a check on just you unrestrained no, no. power. You pay uh, you to say no, 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 billionaire class, no, 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 no. That's, that was that was part of it, and that's actually what made what made things legitimate is that they paid experts to tell them. Yes, sometimes, most of the time, but also to tell them no at specific areas. Yeah. But now the the area of research has become so precarious that like if you tell them no then your funding gets pulled and you get things that are just uh, uh, completely like astroturfed and nonsensical and, and manufacturing consent and we end up in this like this period of like even before trump even before fake news and social media like american trust in mainstream media in expert uh, consensus has been waning for decades upon mm. decades and now uh we're in like this this total period of collapse of narrative collapse where like the journalists are so precarious that they're getting paid like 150 dollars a pop for these articles no. like no one knows what is going on and um that has invited in all of these fucking just absolute lunatics like Alex Jones to do their thing and seem in rare instances like this more credible than the expert mm-hmm. consensus. Because they're speaking outside the of danger. the establishment. And the, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly, exactly. Cool. Okay, let's go yeah. for it. Now, so you got to interrupt me because I just, I mean, just, just podcast now. Just <laughs> no, wait, wait, you're killing it, yeah. King. <laughs> in laboratory studies, Hayes observed reduced larynxes in 80% of male frogs and 20% of them developed into hermaphrodites with both testes and ovaries. Here's testes which males should have. Then this guy's got some ovaries. He's got another large testis. He's got some more ovaries. There's a whole party going on in there. He ain't, got, he ain't even got to leave the house. <laughs> he not naturally ain't even got to leave the house. That's hitting his fuck, though. Somebody always asks me, aren't frogs naturally hermaphrodite? Who knows where that comes from? Jurassic Park, yeah. Somebody always, so apparently in the Jurassic Park, frog DNA made the dinosaurs change sex. That's science fiction. When Hayes shared his work with Sagenta, he says that they tried to stall his progress and bury his results. According to him, they cut his funding, brought in statisticians to nitpick his data, refused to share his research with the EPA, and frequently said that there needed to be further testing. And then it seemed like they were trying to slow down the progress. Because with each set of samples that we analyzed. And the nails? Wait! Wow, the nails. Yeah, yeah. Nails! (gasps) This is hitting. Not someone who is insecure about their gender identity. Exactly. That's yeah. the important part. That, Which that, I that's love. I love this. That's coming from. God, this is yeah, so that's beautiful. That's how you know it's legit. Yeah, yeah. Nails in the chat, people. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. 
Oh, I didn't. Wait, hold on. We have to. We have to change the view for. For my nails. Yeah, anyway, actually, side, I didn't, side I note, seen wait. these before, but they're wait. they're quite good. Yeah. You guys see my nails? All, we've got all of them in there. We've got the wait, full on, political wait. compass. And I'll tell you what, the toes look exactly the same, but that's behind a paywall. <laughs> that is, yes. Actually, if you show the toes on Twitch, that would be a TOS. It would yes. be. That's on the OnlyFans, guys. That's, it's on the OnlyFans. It would look like it's, just, it's, guys, it's, just, it's just a pride flag, guys. See? It's just a pride flag punctuated by 45-degree <laughs> black lines that have... <laughs> oh, my God. It took, no. it, took, it took like two and a half hours oh, of God, the nails. Oh, no. I, was like, I was sitting there being like, take a screenshot. Somebody take a screenshot and then uh hold on, you can't see my, my thumbs. Oh, I can't I don't know how to Oh like, wow, wow. Take a screenshot and can you do a little key of this of this later? We've got we've I got added all this of one, this there. one's separate. This one's like what is the, that one? this is the anarcho monarchist. Oh <laughs> added nice. there, on the pinky just to be, don't mind if I do just a little fancy little yeah. bit of If I had to pick one, that would be I'm not an anarcho anything, but it probably yeah. anarcho monarchist would be <laughs> if you had to. <laughs> if you're twisting yeah. my arm. All right, after the okay, nail tutorial's um, over, let's um, go back to and that. And then eventually, uh, then they asked me to manipulate the data in ways that were inappropriate um, to try to make it go away. Damn. At that point, I quit. At that point, I left, I left the contract. He claims that Sagenta wow. offered him $2 million to stay and conduct his research in private. But that, oh he God. refused. After collecting funding, Hayes conducted studies in his lab and on the field. Two years later, he published his work in two prestigious journals, Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences and Nature. Sagenta Crop Protection retaliated by going into full damage control mode. They funded studies and put out a press release claiming that three separate studies by university scientists have failed to replicate his work. At the same time, there were other studies being published which backed up Hayes' findings that atrazine is an endocrine disruptor. In 2002, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency announced that it would conduct a risk assessment to assess atrazine's eligibility for re-registration. This took place around the same time that Tyrone Hayes published his research. Under a consent decree issued in court by the Natural Resources Defense Council, the EPA was required to review the available literature on atrazine's effects on amphibians and to convene a scientific advisory panel made up of independent scientists to help evaluate and peer-review studies. The EPA's risk assessment okay, is largely focused on one question. At what concentrations does atrazine have adverse effects to amphibian gonadal development, and is it below ecologically relevant levels? There were two official risk assessments of atrazine's effects on amphibians in total, one in 2003 and the final one in 2007. During both of these risk assessments, the EPA did everything in its power to aid the primary registrant of atrazine, Sagenta, in keeping atrazine on the market. Let me explain how. During the first risk assessment in 2003, the wait, EPA's wait, wait. Can we actually... We need to look up like what does atrazine actually do for them. I'm just assuming it like it's a hormonal thing that like boosts the fucking crops. What does like, it do for the crops? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure kills, that's probably what it is. It kills broad leaves. I remember them saying okay, that. Okay, I'm, I'm just curious. Atrazine you know. uh, use. Okay. okay. So uh, previously they said that it kills broad leaves in corn. What is broad leaves? But I don't know what broad leaves are. Atrazine oh, like is widely is a widely used herbicide that can be applied before and after planting to control broad leaf and grassy weeds. Okay, what is? One more time. So I guess it's something that like diverts nutrients Grassy from other crops, and you don't okay. want them. I'm so if you want to grow just corn, you're going to spray atrazine, and it will kill weeds and whatever broadleaf is. We'll it's find like it fucking out. up with your crops. Atrazine yeah. is a member of the triazine chemical class, which introduces simazine and propazine. It is used primarily in agriculture, with the greatest use on corn, sorghum, and sugarcane. Okay, okay. sorghum is like the fuzzy cattail type of thing. Mm. And broadleaf, now we're looking up. Do we have a Wikipedia for broadleaf? Broadleaf tree, broadleaf forest. So we need a farm freak in the chat. That's in agronomy. <laughs> what? Agronomy? What does that even mean? You sound like... <laughs> what is... Okay, what is broadleaf? Does someone know what broadleaf is? Broadleaf weed. Area. Sounds like unwanted a dope tough strain. plants that may grow in lawns, yards, or yeah. uh, lawns, gardens, or yards. Yeah. They can be easily easy to spot when growing among grasses. They multiply with ease and can be very hard to eradicate. Yeah. Okay, so broadleaf is just a general type of a weed in crops. It's like super That's... super durable and hardy, and like you don't want it there because it's going to be sucking up your nutrients. But sure. Like, it's yeah. To yeah. It eats it. your. It eats all the okay. like the, so the crop that you would okay. feed to. Sure. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just double checking. Just double checking. During the first risk assessment in 2003, the EPA's review wasn't comprehensive. It was limited to 17 studies in total. 17 studies. I work at Berkeley. I should swing by Tyson's office and let them know y'all stand. Let's go. That would be... Please, for sure, studies, yeah. 12 of them were funded by Sagenta, and only two of them found no adverse effects. After reviewing these studies, the EPA oh, concluded shit. that although there is sufficient evidence to formulate a hypothesis that atrazine exposure may impact gonadal development in amphibians, there is currently insufficient data to confirm or refute the hypothesis. Okay, so here's where the fuckery starts. Then the EPA said they that they required fuckery? additional studies, fuckery. especially one yes. that could replicate Tyrone Hayes' research. And guess who they relied on to conduct these studies? 
Well, Syngenta Crop Protection, mm-hmm. of course. Not only was Syngenta responsible for testing its own product, it also put together a list of good laboratory practices, which all studies subsequently had to follow in order to be considered by the EPA. Uh, the EPA even admits right. in its 2007 Vivian White rules. Paper that it was Syngenta yes. who provided the agency with the signed and finalized version of the study protocol. Sure, the yeah. EPA made decisions here and there, but they pretty much just left it up to Syngenta to create these test protocols based on their recommendations. This occurred after a former tobacco lobbyist and anti-regulation czar. This, this person looks trustworthy. <laughs> <laughs> like baby grand piano in the background. Like, yeah, yeah, this is... <laughs> Yo! Oh my this God. This is crazy good. Named Jim Tozzi used a two-sentence writer called the Data Quality Act, which he authored, by the way, and he used it to throw a wrench into the EPA's regulatory process of atrazine. The Data Quality Act is often used by special interest groups to challenge the legitimacy of scientific studies, which is exactly what happened in the case of atrazine. Citing the Data Quality Act, Tozzi petitioned the EPA saying two things. One, that they don't have validated test methods for determining whether or not atrazine causes endocrine disruption. Two, he wrongly argued that the findings that atrazine caused endocrine effects had not been reproduced in any other studies. Anyway, so, the EPA then told Syngenta to create the testing methods and to conduct their own studies. After running two parallel tests and submitting them as one study, Syngenta returned to the EPA with the results. And lo and behold, Syngenta found that atrazine had no adverse effects. Because Syngenta collaborated with the EPA in designing the good laboratory practice protocols for assessing (laughs) hormonal disruption in frogs, the EPA then said that every study has to follow those protocols, and any study that doesn't is going to be thrown out. The Environmental Protection Agency then threw out every single study in the open literature because they did not meet those good laboratory practice protocols. Even studies conducted oh, I'm before I'm actually the really curious, like, something to maybe look into later is the Data Quality Act. Like, I want, I want yeah, to know, like, yeah, who, let's put that down, yeah. Yeah, like, who data. was Data Quality Act and what was it, what year, obviously, like, mid-2000s, I guess? That's, I mean, that's, like, a perfect example of just, like, you pass, like, a law explicitly for, like, no one can research into my toxic chemical. <laughs> that's, yeah, that'll do it. Data okay, Quality 2001, Act. thank you. Yeah, this, this is, is actual, actual gatekeeping. gatekeeping. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. <laughs> That's, pretty- <laughs> That's pretty good. Literally do not read. Literally do not research. Literally <laughs> do not research. They're retroactively considered to be either qualitative or invalid by the EPA. That's 36 studies in total, which suddenly don't meet the criteria to be considered robust enough to be used to make a regulatory decision. And the only reason they weren't considered robust enough is because they didn't follow these protocols made by Syngenta. So in the end, before the EPA made their conclusion in 2007, only one study remained that was considered to be quantitative and eligible to be the basis of a regulatory decision. And that study was funded by Syngenta Crop Protection. Oh! So on the basis of a single Syngenta-funded study, which was a complete outlier finding virtually no adverse effects even at high doses of atrazine, the EPA concluded in 2007 that atrazine causes no adverse effects on frogs and that no additional testing was warranted to address the issue. Just just in the interest of... um entertaining multiple perspectives to 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 proof the thesis that we're building towards here there is something very specific about amphibians having uh, a like wet like mushy reptile amphibian whatever goopy skin i don't know what to call it um that they are especially susceptible to chemicals floating in the environment that if you are a mammal you, you have okay. a uh, additional layer of protection. Oh shit! You from mean like the literally, they, they're literally like absorbing it, and right, the fact right. that it's going in the water versus exactly, like if exactly. you're a mammal, you have to be either consuming it in your food, or right, like you're not going right. to get it from the air as much. So, I see. Okay, so, yeah. so, and it's so run it off be, into water. That makes sense. Exactly, yeah. because the frogs live in the water, and because their skin is more permeable to yeah. toxins within the water or chemicals within the water, um, they would absorb it as uh, you know. I'm not a scientist, but something from <laughs> I'm not a scientist, but I've spent Tonight a lot of time you on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they would absorb it as something like 99% faster or oh, 99% yeah, yeah. more effective. And if you are a mammal, whether you're a human or you're a rodent or whatever it happens to be, you would have like, you would absorb like 1 to 100 of the ratio. So so the idea is that the fish or the, the frog is kind of like the canary in the coal mine in that they're exhibiting uh, symptoms that are much more pronounced than uh, the ability of this chemical to uh, disrupt the hormonal equilibrium from a, a, a mammal or for whatever. So that is, I feel like, an important caveat to put in midway through this uh, this video in particular. I'm just going to like put, I just need to tweet that uh, you and I are really going into the gay frogs right now. Yes. Just to get, get any viewers who are like not already. Okay, hold It's on. real. It's Me real. Me and Josh uh, talking about gay frogs, parentheses, they're real. They are real. Well, they're not gay, but they're they. They're, yeah, they're but real. you know, hey, you gotta, you gotta hook yeah. the people. You just, know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just for for the interest of clicks. That's the is there actually anything like the hermaphroditic tendency of frogs? Like, like, is there actually anything behind mm-hmm. that, or no? Because somebody was saying no, and like, I think that there was a clip of of our guy with the earrings saying no. That's just Jurassic Park fiction. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know if someone can like. 
Can, if someone can like put it, you know, in the chat. Is there also, a I fact wish, I wish I could read the Russian comments. I appreciate the Russian comments, but I, I don't. Stop it, spreading disinformation, you you Russian agents. <laughs> hey, no, is there, is there a translate as a, feature as this? a uh, a religious Rachel Maddow watcher. I know all of these people are paid by the Kremlin, destroying our sacred democracy. <laughs> <laughs> Also, can you link me to the Alibaba atrazine in bulk? Because we're trying to put that in the ram it down pills now. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably probably a good idea to not put anything in this. Yeah, yeah no, just yeah. kidding, guys. Just DM yeah. me forever. Happy with the idea <laughs> that EBA had funded the studies themselves and done them. You know, EBA has a beautiful laboratory in Duluth uh, where they do exposure studies. A beautiful laboratory. Wait, Duluth, where's that at? Uh, Montana. Duluth Field Mont- trip. Is Duluth, the, Duluth, Duluth the, I've heard of that. It's not the capital of Montana. It's in Montana, right? Breeze box, Minnesota. Oh, it's Minnesota. Oh, okay. okay. Let's go. I got the M right, so yeah, it's close yeah, enough. Yeah. <laughs> as, a, as an 18 to 40 coastal elite involved in the media, uh, all of the M states blend together. Maryland, Montana. Coastal. Yeah. My coastal is over. Is it, is it a common practice for the EPA to require multiple labs to replicate the findings of a single lab? I would say no, because they only used a single uh, Syngenta-funded study to evaluate the safety of atrazine. Third-party stuff makes me skeptical also, though. What does? Well, I mean, who pays so the third-party? So we third find party? out the notes of Syngenta and their records become public, and we yeah. find there that they, um, you know, that they had written down and had records. And I, I was going through some of that, and it says uh, they made a list of ways to discredit you. And those lists included have your work audited, ask journalists to retract your articles. <laughs> what? And I'm, this is all their link. Have your work audited, ask journalists to retract your articles. This, oh, my this God. This is their list of, like, ways to discredit it. Oh, my God. It's incredible. Which set trap to entice him to sue. Pedal supply. <laughs> I trust, I trust the ear. No one will ever read this. Uh, Investigate your funding and even investigate your wife. In 2011, Syngenta's internal documents were released by the Madison County Circuit Court in response to a Freedom of Information Act request by investigative journalist Claire Howard. These documents showed that Syngenta discussed ways to destroy Tyrone Hayes' career and credibility. Strategies included investigate his wife, tap his phone calls, set him up, purchase Tyrone Hayes as a search word on the internet and direct searches to their own marketing materials, offer him unlimited research funds, and the commissioning of a psychiatric profile on Hayes, which refers to Hayes as a paranoid schizo and narcissist. (gasps) Notes from one memo reads, if TH, Tyrone Hayes, is involved in a scandal, the enviros will drop him. Another note read, can prevent citing of Tyrone Hayes' data by revealing him as non-credible. Additionally, Syngenta hired a detective agency to investigate scientists on the EPA scientific advisory panel. They looked into the personal life of a judge, and they paid 130 just, just, Just to be, you know, just to be... Just to do due diligence, right? It's from their emails. Like, is there leaked emails? Because it's on YouTube. How to discredit him? <laughs> because it's on YouTube. Wait, what do we actually have? We have a yeah, scan where, where of. Okay, where are we a, getting this let's information Let's do. From? Yeah, yeah. Let's go back to, to the due primary due source diligence. material. Because here's the thing: if right. you're gonna we, conspiracy theories, you gotta look. You, you gotta research them. Wife. We're looking into it. You gotta be. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. In the circuit court, third judicial circuit of Illinois, Madison County. Uh, what are we looking at here? Plaintiff order. Okay, so privileged and confidential. These are internal documents from Syngenta of how to undermine the reputation of Tyrone Hayes. Yeah. And <laughs> they got more risky. What is the less risky? <laughs> Have his work audited by third party. Report to Johns Hopkins or other academic ethics group. Uh, FOIA, Freedom of Information Act, raw data and get third party audit. Ask journals to retract. Ask journalists to retract their uh, their writing about him. Investigate students. That's crossed out. Ooh. Wow, uh, investigate wow, wow, funding. Wow. NRDC tax audit. Where's other sources. One? What? Where's wait, what is one? NRDC? N- NRDC? Yeah, wait. What did they say about his wife? Investigate wife I- slash... What does it say? S-K... Is that the name of the wife? Yeah, well, they were doing... You know, because they were doing TA, they doing like... um. The initials. NRDC. Investigate his wife, tap his phone calls, set him up, purchase Tyrone Hayes as a search uh, word on the internet, and direct searches to their own marketing materials, offer him unlimited counsel, research funds, and the commissioning of the mission. <laughs> wait, <laughs> that one doesn't work. Offer him unlimited research funds. <laughs> Where whoa, did that wait, go? what? Yeah, yeah, just pay oh, him wait, off. Oh, to pay him <laughs> off. Okay, okay. Yeah, you, okay. Can, you can research whatever you yeah, want, yeah. but... Uh, School history, consider suing for libel slander, multiple uh, something can't read it, court interactions, legality of taping. I don't It's kind of crossed uh, out. So like, uh, Notes to indicate EPA is investigating, set trap to entice him to sue. Oh my God. So you just want to... Well, fuck? that's one of the tactics is that you just burn someone's financial resources you get them yeah. caught up in court battles forever treat as hostile witness in holiday chores 
He was hanging up Christmas lights. We came, for, we came for the frogs, and we're realizing that the war on Christmas is real. That's what's happening now. Okay, treat as hostile legality of taping. Okay. The psychiatric profile on Hayes, which refers to Hayes as a paranoid schizo and narcissist. Notes from one memo reads, if TH, Tyrone Hayes, is involved in a scandal, the enviros will drop him. Another note read, can prevent citing of Tyrone Hayes' data by revealing him as non-credible. Additionally, Sagenta hired a detective agency to investigate scientists on the EPA scientific advisory panel. They looked into the personal life of a judge, and they paid 130 experts to appear as independent supporters without disclosing ties to the company. Sagenta's internal documents wait, show wait, that they sorry, my, my, my brain to appear in the media and support yeah, the safety wait, we have to, Documents uh, show that people on this list were just... Paid protests. Th Tyrone Hayes insane. is involved in a scandal, like, the enviros will drop him. And they paid 130 experts to appear as independent supporters without dis... Oh, shit. 130 experts. Um, also, wait, I just want to know, like, has Alex Jones, uh... Seen this video? Well, or has he, like, I want to know, like, has he ever talked about Tyrone Hayes? That would be, that would be Isn't that kind of interesting, yes. right? Yes, wait, or we like, actually... Yeah, it's kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We can look that up later. I'm kind of getting, getting pilled on huh? I'm <laughs> getting hella pilled, dude. I'm getting... ties to the company. Sagenta's internal documents show that they right paid these experts <laughs> to appear in the media and support the safety of Atrazine. Documents show that people... Okay, so they're paying spokespeople. They're yeah. paying 130 different scientists to, like, testify before some group, and they're paying journalists to write puff pieces about, like, Atrazine is totally safe and nothing dude, is... Dude, if... Uh, I'm sorry, dude, but let's just... If anybody's trying to tell you anything's safe, you know it's not. Jones like, recapped <laughs> it in his latest Rogan. Okay, John oh, Coogan oh, is a very oh. trustworthy source. Okay, John, okay. It, yes, that would be... <laughs> that could be that could be something there. Dorian Alex Jones collapsed. This list was coached, and other statements in support of Atrazine were edited by the company. Court documents include an email dated October 28, 2009, from a Sagenta employee asking her boss how to pay these third-party allies who write in support of Atrazine. Don Corsi, Ameritech professor of public policy... Mm, very trustworthy looking. No, 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 no. Ooh, Maybe I he's in the... Actually, I don't know if I he's a good or bad, so yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I just throw the pictures. I'm just kidding. Yeah, just a face read. I don't know. Anyone that doesn't have earrings, could I don't be, trust. Could be, could be real sweetie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The University of Chicago received $500 an hour from Sagenta to make media appearances supporting yeah, the necessity em. of atrocity. Hey, Peter Miller, publisher of JunkScience.com. Not that picture. No, wow. not those pictures. Wow. He's also in Sagenta's supportive third-party stakeholders database. In a letter dated August 6, 2008, Miller requested a $25,000 grant for the nonprofit Free Enterprise Project of the National Center for Public Policy Research. He writes... Send the check to me as usual, and I'll take care of it. A PR company called the White House Writers Group, based in Washington, D.C., received more than $1.6 million in 2010 and 2011 to write op-ed pieces in favor of Atrazine. Another PR oh, firm gold. called Jane Thomas & Associates, which is based in Chicago, devised a plan to send trained critics to Tyrone Hayes' speaking events to disrupt, intimidate him, and question his science. Wow, if cool, you want to learn more about Sagenta's secret campaign, I'm mostly citing from a website called 100 Reporters from an article by Claire Howard. You can find that in the description box below. Claire Howard, okay. That's one of the main... Two th Wait, this is 2002. Damn, this shit goes Wait, back, published dude. November 8th, 2002. Last update, May 20th, oh. 2015. They were like, after, okay. what, what was the year? What, like, 2015 was when Alex Jones said that People stuff. have she been, pe people have been switching their positions. That's that's what's happening now. Yeah. Even capitalism has failed. This is hitting, guys. This is hitting. Let us know in the chat. <laughs> God, I love being a Twitch streamer. Josh is so fun. It's I love the pedal. Can I give a shout out to Pedal Supply in the chat? Yes. Yeah, we got, we got. Tons of tons of icons here. A lot of familiar guys. names. A lot of um, a lot of new people too. A lot of a lot of first time chats. Yes, a lot of first time chatters. Yeah, yeah. guys, everybody subscribe to Josh because yes. he's an icon, a legend, and go uh, if you're lit. If you're lit, but if not lit, need not apply. The Discord is hitting. Guys. That is that is also part of how um, this channel was built, uh, really by accident, as a a professional artist up until the point where I was uh, disinvited to dinners with collectors because I. Um, <laughs> had such a bad attitude and so <laughs> couldn't epic. control my mouth. Um, yeah, but essentially, like, the channel was built through uh, Twitch streaming, but Patreon is built for podcasting. So I never monetized it through Twitch, which has allowed us to operate for basically a year and a half now, accumulating, like, this ultra- dedicated community and i'm a, I'm a part of and it, i think i think what's going to happen in the next year is attempts and we'll see if we can actually make this transition but it will be from being an online community being a discord server being like a group of friends that exchanges links into becoming some type of an institution because i just see there's so much talent and there's so much important work happening in the community that for whatever reason like flip did this 24-hour pc bed stream that is i think the iconic work of the lockdown period of this collapse, the collapse of good screen and bad screen that you spend, you know, 16 hours a day working on one screen as a freelancer and you spend the rest of the time in front of it messaging with your friends and, and you're being locked down. And this prefigures a type of work-life distinction, uh, a collapsing of those two things that um, I can't understand why there's no other arts institution in the world that sent this man a direct message to 
put his work into an archive, to put it on a live stream, to put it in a museum or some type of an institution. So my thought is that what we have gathered thus far and uh, in, in the next year we'll try to promote is like a level of um, aesthetic expertise that can talk about the overlapping fields that are necessary to understand the complexities of mimetic propagation. That is this something that is aesthetic? Is this something that is He's, dro he's dropped into all to, the Josh I can't, I can't stop it. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this is this is guys. Like, this is the I'm, best drinking game. Every I'm, time Josh says institutions, you take a fucking shot. You'll be wasted in like two seconds. <laughs> I'm already. I'm already. I can't. I can't not do it. That's the thing. Go this, off, King. Go off, I, King. I, I, built, I, I built. I built the pod. I, not the podcast. The Twitch stream in such a way that like. My feeling was like you could you can fake it for an hour. Like you can fake it, you can sell people on an idea for an hour. But if you last like four hours of like basically a Joe Rogan, Alex Jones podcast, like if you take in four hours of that content, you really know who the person is at the end of it. And all of like the comedy kind of washes over you, but like you get like the things that are like the important pieces that are difficult to describe and have to be absorbed contextually. And my feeling is that like what we have built up in the last few years, almost accidentally through this format is like this super dedicated community that just had our first IRL meetup. I was there and it was which lit. Was really, really transformed that really incredible. Yeah. Let me, um, can I say something for my fans that might please, be here? Please, yeah. All right. Here's the thing, guys. I watch Josh's stream every single Monday. I'm usually in LA, and for me it's like 5 p.m. to right, 9 p.m. Right. Or for here it's like 8 p.m. to midnight. Oh my god! I, I watch, watch this in the afternoon. It's yeah, dude. <laughs> and I have it on my calendar. My whole team knows. Don't bother Dorian during these hours. Like, no, dude. I do it all the fucking time, no matter what. The thing is, I first started listening to this stuff, and I was like, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I was like, 40% of what this motherfucker's saying, I got no clues. But you know what? Then you, <laughs> you sort. But that's why I found it so interesting. You know, you, you learn, and it's like, and the people that last through the stream are like the real ones you know what i mean like if you're still here by the way you're lit and i'm gonna tell you that right now um you're a real one and that's that's a fact but um yeah it's uh it's, it's like one of the coolest communities everyone's talking about super interesting really cool shit it's like a being epic safe space if you're epic <laughs> it's, a, it's a safe space right, right. for you yeah, literally. but uh yeah i yeah. mean i never felt like more more at home with like a random ass group of people from the internet than i have in like the josh discord and the whole community i mean i think i mean I, my thing is like i like to keep things like my my flavor is like i like to make things accessible you know that's right, why i like right. i like accessible things i like to be like things that like intro people to things that get them like further into things but it's also fun that, you know, your thing is not – you're not trying to do – if you were trying to be, like, the most accessible version of yourself, you'd be just doing, like, YouTube things that were way more clickbaity right, and stuff, right. you know? Yeah, but, like, that's what yeah. – but it's more about the community, I feel like, than, like, the content in a lot of ways, yeah, right? Yeah, like, I mean yeah. – and I think that's that's what's really cool about it. And it's like – I think right, that's what right. we built is essentially, like, a space to talk Joshua about – Internet subjects that needed a light shown upon them that uh, erected these taboos of things that were like not really possible to talk about or were outside of the limits of acceptable discourse on the mainstream platforms. And instead, uh, failure to talk about those subjects was sending essentially a, a generation of young men that I've now spent years speaking with in depth, uh, sending them to the right. And what needed to happen was targeted counter messaging from an explicitly left wing perspective. Uh, and anyone so, that's anyone that's like in my, I'm just hey Weston Allen in the chat, yes, pills, <laughs> let's go. But yeah, I mean anyone that's like you know here that just here like my fans or friends or or whatever, like you know that's kind of what I've been trying to explore with like my agenda and stuff like that is looking at people that would be at risk for you know going towards like the right and trying right, to right. empathize with those people because I think on the left it's kind of like the culture is very much like. You're blocked, you know, you're cut off, et cetera. And there's really no, like, cult, there's no, like, mainstream acceptable space for understanding why do people think this? How did they get to that place? What is the cause of it? How do we address the, the root cause of this ideology, et cetera? And to me, I think that's the most important thing that we can do, and especially through music and through art. I think there's so much shit that is driven by by music and stuff and, and art as like a as like a gateway into ideology and that's kind of what i want to hope to do with like my work and stuff like that and like already people that don't feel like themselves people that don't people that feel alienated from 
normal shit. That's how, that's why they resonate like with my music and stuff, right? You know what I mean? Like every, every comment that I get that's like, oh my God, like I feel so validated by, you know, Dorian's music and blah, blah, blah. And like, I've always felt like outside of normal shit and I've always felt like a freak and a weirdo and blah, blah, blah. I think that like there's something so powerful about being able to provide a space for those kind of people to come together into something that's like a healthy, productive. If I can yeah. if, give one, <laughs> one kind of frame to this, to this thing, I, I feel like. In, in the last few years of talking to these young people who have moved... Uh, Wait, can, some... you, can, you, can you just give, like, for my no, fans that are in the chat, can you give, like, a... Sure, like, a little sure. Okay, Josh is going to yeah. give, like, a little bit of a... Um, you, can you, I'm going to go pee. Can you do a little podcasting about your work? Just give, like, a, a little, little primer. A little bit of podcasting. <laughs> Be careful. A little bit of podcasting as a treat. As a treat for Josh. He gets to do a little bit. Okay. I'm going to go pee. Sure, sure. <laughs> Yeah. Someone says, wait, so, <laughs> Petal Supply says, wait, you were a librarian. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes, I was. A, a I love libraries. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, where to begin. I think um, as as background information, um, I, I began my career as an artist. Um, I studied photography. I quickly fell in with a group of people who were making work uh, broadly in the post-internet vernacular. And very early on, experienced what it would, what mimetic propagation was like. That you could produce an image, watch it go viral in real time, be decontextualized, circulate throughout the internet, take on different types of meaning, and and what have you. And so, in the in the last few years, I feel like um, my work behind the scenes has been a uh, a consultant for journalists, for uh, all sorts of like being a political organizer to being a content producer and and. Uh, all types of things, and distilling a, a type of conversation that that gave clarity to what was happening in the memosphere, how people were being politicized, how they were being radicalized, and uh, disambiguating all of the all of the various overlapping fields that that need to go into this research. Uh, and that when I would talk to people who were in university funded studies, and their idea was that you could separate TikTok, you could categorize TikTok memes into liberal and conservative, that this was fundamentally flawed in its frame and that it didn't have the, the proper historical or ideological framework to understand like how these things were different and why the center consensus was breaking apart. So without making it too much of a pitch, I mean, I talk about this excessively, but I think that crowdfunding is the essential product to this where uh, what crowdfunding does is boost counter hegemonic narratives. It allows for uh, it allows for populism, one most evidently, but it allows for things that are outside of the institutional consensus in a specific period of privatization and neoliberal rot, where most of what the institutions produce, as we're seeing in this video, uh, through funded through Syngenta, is that. Institutions now exist to, uh, to to manufacture consent, for lack of a better term. Um, in the last year, it's been a process of moving from being an artist, showing work in galleries, working with institutions and in a limited capacity, because a lot of the work has been about uh, a critical take on, on techno capital, which runs directly against the, the interests of the class that funds the, the art world. So those antagonisms are very acutely felt uh, in that I've been um, disinvited and curated out of a lot of projects. But uh, in that in that stead, we've been able to build up a a community and to uh, show that there is like a really significant interest in the Overton explosion of internet culture of networked culture in in the past few years. And so, wait, wait, summary: our guys lit. Subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs>